Hello and welcome to Poetry for Now, episode 10. Now is the time, the turning point. My name is Martin Strasmore. After I finished writing and recording this episode, history came into my consciousness and I realised that my learning about history in the British educational system was completely different from being brought up in America. Both reflect biases, partial truths and omissions. The result is that what is happening today in America is a rewriting of history by new voices. History comes from Greek words for knowledge and inquiry and sages or wise men and narrative or story. So history is his story. History. What do I remember? Kings and queens, dates and dynasties, King Canute, Harold, William I, Saxons, Normans, Plantagenets, Houses of Lancaster and York, Tudors, Stuarts, Hanoverians, Saxe Coburg, Windsor, lots of Georges, more Henrys, but Elizabeth lasts the longest. What do I remember? Feudal lords, serfs as slaves, wars ad infinitum, every century, English winning in the end. At Agincourt, technology changed. Longbows defeat crossbows. Technology develops to kill more people more quickly and more easily. Gone are the days of knights on horses, charging bravely into each other. Has human nature changed since the Magna Carta? The Bhagavad Gita is repeated. The battle between good and evil. Crusades distort religion. Religion forgets its purpose. People fight for freedom, but mostly it's about wealth. History is background for Shakespeare, satirised by Monty Python, visualised and romanticised by movies, rewritten by Lord of the Rings. Now here we are, 2020. History is sped up, shared and made visible. It's no longer English, European, Asian or American. It is global, interconnected as never before. Galapagos Island isolation, gone with the internet wind. People, weapons, viruses, fly across time and space. No sitting back, little time to consider. The world has become one messy news clip. We need one another as never before. Each of us knowing, I am the heart of everything in this universe. Echoing from this loving space, we will make this world a better place. Now is the time. I sometimes look for inspiration in our collection of books and magazines and reach out and discover perfect material. This time I picked a magazine on the topic Turning Point and there was an article by Dr. Eugene Callender published in February 1992, finishing the work I started. I knew Dr. Callender. He was a black pastor and spiritual leader 
who lived and worked most of his life in Harlem, New York, and died in 2013. The article describes how he experienced discrimination, worked with Dr. Martin Luther King to fight for civil rights, and became involved in meditation and yoga. He would be eloquently supporting protests today if he were still alive for this turning point in history. These stories are slightly abbreviated from the article. This is taking place in 1943, after Dr. Canada went to the Westminster Seminary in Philadelphia. Although I was president of my class all three years I was there, it was while I was in seminary that I experienced overt discrimination for the first time in my life. One day I went into a restaurant in the middle of Philadelphia and I sat down at an empty table. It was lunchtime and the restaurant was very busy. I sat for half an hour and suddenly it dawned on me while I'd been sitting there other people had come and gone. I was being completely ignored. There were no other people of colour in the restaurant, no waitresses of colour, no patrons of colour. I waited another half hour, feeling like a piece of furniture. Finally, embarrassed and humiliated, I walked out. This hurt. It hurt so much that when I got back to school that night, I said, I'm leaving. My friend said, why? I told them what had happened. I can't stay in this city, I said. Two of my friends, both Caucasians, said, tomorrow you're going back down to that restaurant with us. We had no plans for a sit-in. We were just going to see what happened. What happened is that we were served. I felt better then, mainly because I had gotten support from my friends. But I knew that I couldn't go back into that restaurant alone. And so I began to understand the experience of many blacks at that time. They knew where they could go and where they couldn't. I was learning my place, and that I didn't like. We'll come back to another story a little bit later. Now, the turning point. Let's racism and sexism defeat, so everyone's life can be sweet. Focusing on shared humanity, listening with deep respect, not finding differences to select. We will have a virtuous song. Compassion and courage, discipline and devotion, easefulness and forgiveness, gratitude and generosity, humility and joyfulness, kindness and openness, patience and resilience. Trust in unity. Now is the time. To live these virtues fully, each of us has work to do. To keep out of the shadows, to stay in the light. No matter what comes at us, we cannot retreat again. We cannot be weak, meekly stepping away, watching souls destroyed, history repeated. Now is the time. Stay in the light. Recognize the shadow approaching, rapidly step back into the light, moving forward in unity with the greatness, with the beauty in all humanity, with all our diversity, 
cultures, colours, histories, now is the time, the turning point. Forgiveness. True forgiveness opens a heart to a new chapter, courageously letting go of hurtful experiences. The door is open to move forward, without letting those responsible off the hook. They need to understand and repent, and that might be you and me. Burn that little black book. In the shadow, feeling wronged shuts us down, gets us stuck in anger, hurt and negativity. Now for gratitude and generosity. Gratitude is an epic history from birth to death and even before this life. Teachers known and unknown, lessons in values and virtues, how to live and how to give. Mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, wife, children, educators, demonstrators, friends and enemies, flowers, butterflies, lizards and giraffes, my spiritual guides, awakening the inner power, showing me the path to true purpose and freedom. All have opened my heart, my eyes, expanded my mind, my awareness, breathing in to experience gratitude. I feel joyfully alive and infinitely generous. Generosity is offering however and whatever I can, fully with no strings or expectations, with all the resources available, giving with a pure heart, a loving intention. We all win in completing the cycle of giving and receiving, opening the floodgates of happiness and contentment. We'll close with another story from Dr. Callender. Next, there was a march from Selma to Montgomery. This was Dr. King's hometown and he was going to register to vote there. As we walked down that road, people jeered at us and threw bricks at us, but still it was a peaceful march until we got into Montgomery. Standing on the courthouse steps, we found about 200 men with shovels and pickaxes. One of the other ministers said, They're planning to kill you, Martin. You shouldn't go. Dr. King said, I have to go. The movement will end right here if I don't. Then he said, Love is stronger than any other force. And with that, he started to walk across the street by himself. As I watched him, I could feel the tears coming down my cheeks. When he got to the steps, those guys who were obviously angry, those guys holding axes and shovels and sticks in their hands, moved to let him pass. I thought of the waters of the Red Sea parting for Moses. That was what persuaded me that nonviolence 
was much more than just a strategy. I could feel it. God was there. For information on where to find Dr. Callender's article, transcripts and other information about the podcasts, please go to poetryfornow.buzzsprout.com. Mm-hmm.